Welcome to the Past Life Awakening Institute podcast. I'm Mark Beale, a past life regression therapist and trainer. Each episode shines a light on healers who practice spiritual regression therapies like hypnosis and hypnotherapy with regression to this life, past lives, between lives and spirit releasement therapy. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in any of these modalities, go to my pastlifeawakeninginstitute.com website for details. So thanks for watching and enjoy this episode. Today my guest is Marlene Kristen. She's a hypnotherapist and past life regression therapist from Northborough, Massachusetts, which is in the US and online. She has a background in Reiki and crystal healing and describes herself as an energy intuitive who now also uses regression to discover root causes of issues whether they be in this life or past life. She has an emphasis on light body healing and a heart connection. And you can find her at MarleneKristen.com. So Marlene, welcome to the podcast. Great to see you again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to see you. We met six, nine months ago. You trained with me doing hypnotherapy and past life regression. But before that, you had about 10 years of background in Reiki and crystal healing. How do you combine these things? So I use a process that I developed just recently. I call it light body crystal healing. So when I'm in the middle of a session, I started noticing doing the hypnotherapy sessions, which I, I love. Those seem to be the prominent um, sessions that I offer. And I noticed during the sessions that they need um, a little bit of help releasing a lot of the emotional traumas that are um, within them. So when I'm in the middle of a session, I will intuitively use IET or, or one of the types of Reiki that I um, have been um, exposed to or and trained in, or even um, crystals. I will have crystals near me and they will kind of speak to me as to which ones need to be kind of near me to go through the client. So I will use the energy healing to help release the traumas and help it make it easier for them in the process. Okay, great. And so you've been doing that for for 10 years, you've been doing Reiki and those kind of things. And you decided to get hypnotherapy training uh, and start getting into regression. So what is it that made you uh, add that to the, your modality toolbox? Up until last year, I had been doing just energy healing. I had been taking my table to clients' houses and doing energy work on them there. And I loved that. That was fantastic. I opened up an office and um, I saw people there and that was going great. Over the summer last year, I kind of got into this weird, funky depression. I, it was unlike any depression I've ever felt before. I was just really, really super down. And a friend of mine intuitively knew that I needed to speak to her. So she called me and we had this like two hour conversation where she seemed to be kind of regressing me back to memories and times that seemed um, to be causes of maybe why I was where I was. And by the end of that conversation, we, I felt so much better. I was like, just rejuvenated. I was like alive again after that conversation. And I felt so amazing. And I just kept thinking, not even thinking, I just knew I had to do this for other people. I knew 
other people had to feel that way at some time too. And that I wanted to do that for other people and help them. So I immediately, like within minutes after hanging up with her, I got online and I started looking up um, at past life regression because I felt like that's what she kind of was doing. And I found, I found you and there were others that were out there, but yours just spoke to me. I loved that your process was, um, had a spiritual aspect to it that I could incorporate everything that I already do in the process. And it just seemed so right for me. So I was so excited. And when I met you, I just knew that we've known each other before. <laughs> I can't wait to see what that life was. <laughs> Okay, that's great. That's part of your healer's journey. And I want to find out a bit more about that. But first, that's something you went to with, uh, with your friend. What do people come to you with? A lot of people come with issues of feeling stuck. Um, they want to move forward on their spiritual path, but they feel like they're kind of stuck in their job or trying to figure out where they want to go, um, how they can, in this day and age and society, do what they know they know how to do, but still don't know what that is to do it. So I help them with that through, um, I actually do a lot of past life for healers. Um, and that course, you know, that um, session has been something that um, helps bring that out for them. Um, and so people also come to me for weight loss. I help them with weight loss issues. I've learned how to kind of tweak the scripts that I use and have it applied to what they are intuitively based on what they need. And most times it doesn't even have to do with weight. Most times it's self-love and self-worth. So after our session, I, you know, I pick up all of the details that they speak of, the things that are triggers for them in terms of either overeating, not eating, um, or just like not respecting their bodies and not exercising or taking care of themselves. And I incorporate that later into an audio recording that I send to them. People will come to me also for um, relationship issues. I had um, a client come in with issues with her spouse. We did actually last night a past life regression and she was able to see she was basically her husband. It was the exact same life, but she was her husband. Um, so she was able to see it in this life and have a bit more understanding and compassion for him in this life for and for herself. Okay. So when you say she was her husband, you mean it was sort of a, a balancing pattern? Where, yes. Okay. So whatever was done happening to her in this time, she had done it before. And so that's where the compassion came in. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Because like in this life, he struggles with addiction. And in that life, she wanted to be a medium and he, they were had an arranged marriage. She wanted to be a medium and he thought it was ridiculous. It was, he didn't want her doing anything like that. It wasn't a respectable line of work for a woman and he didn't want her to do that. He was verbally abusive to her and not understanding. And she retaliated basically by, by leaving. They got into a huge fight. She left and she started drinking to kind of dull the pain, to not feel like an outcast. And she abused herself and others. By the drinking, it brought on dark energies, dark spirits that she was connecting with. And it scared her so badly that it shut off her medium abilities. 
But in this life, she is the one that is very in tune taking angelic courses, but her husband is the one that is struggling with addiction. So she can see that. She can see how he wants to, to do the things that he knows his soul is calling him to do, but he also feels kind of like an outcast and not knowing how to deal with it and dulling it with alcohol and other things. And she wasn't really able to understand that for him, but then she did after, after our session, she did because she was like, oh my God, that was me. I was that way. So she was able to totally see on the same level, the same feelings, where the addiction came from. And it was really exciting to like be a witness to that. And I'm so honored to be able to be a witness and that people trust me enough to let me in, to be able to see and, and guide them in the process. That's a really nice story. And I think um, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned a few, a few things. One is people come for weight loss, but then it turns out to be the weight of spiritual baggage from lives past uh, or relationships. We can do hypnotherapy for relationships, but some people really struggle. How can I possibly forgive them? I've been perfect in this life. There's no possible balance in this life or I just can't relate at all. I've got no context. But when you go back to a past life, then suddenly you add up an entire other dimension. It does help people be more compassionate and empathetic and understanding by really seeing that I'm not so, I have been perfectly good in this life, but no one is utterly good or bad. Not, and anyone that's utterly bad, even if they appear to be very bad based on all the evidence of this life, they haven't been in every past life. And even if we've been utterly good, we haven't been in every past life. We've been bad ourselves. And so therefore, you go. what that enables you to think is not, oh, I thought I was good, now I'm bad, now I'm confused. It's more like, I can go beyond this idea of judging anybody as being good or bad and transcend it. And, and, that's, and that's a forgiveness that is quite difficult to get to sometimes with hypnotherapy. Genuinely, people might say it, but to really feel it, but to have that insight really quickly with past lives is amazing. So that's really great to hear. Does that make sense? Does that sort of non-dualistic outcome, is that the kind of thing that you're seeing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I also really like there that you mentioned on your own path, uh, you were a healer for 10 years, but then there are ups and downs we go through as a healer. So as a healer, we're not perfect. And we have things that we still need a, an ongoing healing journey. Uh, but then difficulties you go through just become a blessing in a way where you get to you realize she's doing conversational regression with me. I know, I think I want to learn how to do this sort of on intentionally. And so you did and picked it up. And by doing that, that helped, you know, you, that was sort of you healing the healer. And it sounds like a lot of the other work you're doing is healing other healers as well. And so you've healed yourself as a healer. And now that becomes a bit of a specialty for you. So is that, is that right to say that's also a big part of your work? A lot of healers come to me. I've been actually surprised um, at the amount of clients that come to me and most of them are healers, whether they realize it or not. Most of them do realize it, but there are some that we discover within the process that they are. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> they, I just, I get so excited for them because sometimes they just don't even realize it and they just need someone to, to show them or help them to find that part within themselves. I'm getting goosebumps too, because I find exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's the healers, whether they know it or not. I really like that distinction. 
there are healers that know it and then there are healers that don't but but realize it just at the beginning of the podcast just so that people can can know that they can actually contact you so if you're listening to marlene and thinking oh i'm, I'm clicking with her where's this going so you actually can work with her you do do a lot of work online is that right so people can contact you for sessions or, or work online yeah, I actually love doing um, doing online sessions. I find them to be um, just as effective, um, sometimes more, because um, the client will be in the comfort of their own home. They they can, can they're used to the sounds and the noises in their background. So you know, if their dog is in the room, they know that sound and they know to tune it out. Um, so that's you know not usually an issue. And um, no, I just find that I, as long as I have my camera aimed at them and I can just kind of observe them and make sure that they're doing okay during the process. And, you know, it actually works out really well online. So I love, and I, I've actually had, I actually just had a client recently in New Zealand. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So how can people find you? What website can they go to? People can go to www.marlenekristen.com. Okay, so those links will be in the descriptions uh, below. So do check her out. But that's really good. And I've been teaching, hey, guys, you can do it online. Uh, and, uh, and there are a lot of benefits to it and, and uh, very few drawbacks. And if there are drawbacks, then they're really technical things that you just have to figure out. And then you're absolutely good to go. And so that's great. So you've got people around the world on the other side of the world that you're able to connect with. And you're also doing some things in person there. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing if there are people in Massachusetts? Uh, I believe you've got a special place. Can you tell us a bit about that? So I left my office a little while ago. I, I took this leap of faith. I was driving one day and all of a sudden I just heard this voice, knew you need to leave your office. So I went, saw my landlord, said I'm leaving, packed everything up and came home. And I said to my husband, now what am I gonna do? How am I gonna see clients? I have two dogs, four kids, like my house is loud. What am I gonna do? And I was for a little while doing sessions from my car. I was sitting in my car in the driveway and I was doing some sessions from there. And then I just, all of a sudden I was thinking I need to get a she shed. And if, for those that don't know, a she shed is basically just like this glorified shed that you put in your yard um, or anywhere, but mine's in my yard. And um, I'm actually in it right now. There's a loft back there. So I have two lofts in here. It's a 10 by 16 space with a four foot porch in the front. It's this beautiful little building. And I painted it and decorated it and women cannot get enough of it. People don't wanna leave. The energy in this space, which is actually a, a really positive thing for um, going to the office as opposed to doing it online. I mean, online is still fantastic, but if you want to go in person and do it in person, the energy in, in my space, I'm sure, and in other people's spaces is quite healing. Um, I've, it's been described as people saying like they, they leave their, their stuff at the door, they come in and they feel like completely like zoned in and grounded when they come into the space and they just feel relaxed and comfortable. And it's almost like their sub, their conscious mind already starts stepping aside to let their soul start speaking. Um, and that just seems to be what happens when they come into the space. That's a really great idea. And, and I think you do build up a lot of positive energy and you've got room in there. So you're doing group regressions uh, and bringing in a number of people at a time. Is that right? 
Yeah, so I was involved, I'm involved with um, this group, this personal group, you know, of women called Harmony Healing. And I just decided one day, you know what, let me just show them what I can do. I mean, we're all in like the New England area and we had never actually met each other in person. We had all just done Zoom calls and things like that online. So we, I decided to offer Past Life for Healers as a group session and I charged like half price for it and everything and everybody got together and and we did this group session. And what I did was I just had everybody mute their own mics. I told them to have an alternate um, recording device in the background. So if they were on their laptop, then use your phone to record your voice so that they can hear their own personal responses in case they couldn't recall the details after the session. And it was amazing for me just to be able to observe and watch everybody like at one shot to watch a group of people responding and and their reactions i mean some were crying some were laughing i mean some just looked confused i mean it was just this amazing this amazing process as a group and they loved it i mean afterwards we spoke about it there i don't believe anybody had any issues or anything everybody was able to to go right into it as if they were with me one-on-one -on -one. i asked a multitude of questions to kind of cover all of the bases for what anybody could possibly be experiencing in that moment and then i had told them in the very beginning if a question doesn't apply to you just wait for the next one like they already knew in their mind to just kind of kind of wait and afterwards we were speaking about it and everyone was sharing their experiences as a group which was exciting and everybody just got so much out of it as the group session and it was it was just um it was supportive it was a supportive environment of of people that just sharing their experiences and also being able to relate to one another and learning more about each other that's a really good idea so you've mentioned past lives for healers a number of times and i think that that's based on i've got a course on udemy and on my website called past lives for healers so for those that don't know about that that's a it's a, a three session course where i tell a bit of my own story as a healer. And I then tell about some of the archetypes that many healers go through. So most healers will reconnect with past skills that they were a healer in this life or a past life, but then they sort of forgot about it. And then they'll also probably reconnect with some past blocks or difficulties that came up in their earlier experiences. So there are a number of patterns that we can know about. So then I created this three session template that you can then adapt into uh, uh, a one session uh, experience that you take other people through. And, uh, and then they can, if they want to go and have an interactive individual program of sessions, they can. But what you're doing is uh, having these group sessions. That's actually how I experienced my first formal past life regression with a hypnotherapist was on my training when they did it for the whole class. So doing it for the class of people I think, as you mentioned, I think there's uh, inbuilt safety mechanisms. So it's uh, it's something that's appropriate to do. And, as, and if you're following a, a tested procedure, then it can work very well. And so, so that's a really good idea. And so, so what, for, what for you are some of the things that made you pick up that course and decide to use it as a template for that kind of group work? So you had in the, in that course, in the Past Life for Healers course, you had um, you offer a recording of you doing the process, um, you know, as if I were with you, I just had to listen to it through my headset. And 
I, that's always been in my mind that that would be something cool to do. Doing it as a group, I just thought about how it would be. I just wanted, I wanted the exposure. I wanted to, to be able to get, because I feel that it is such a helpful tool. Hypnotherapy, um, past life regression, it's such a helpful tool. And it's something people are kind of nervous about. Um, people are kind of afraid of it. They don't really know what exactly it is, but once they experience it, it changes their life. And, and it's like, I just wish I could have told, I wish I could have gotten into their heads sooner and shared with them. Oh my goodness. This is so life-changing. Like there's nothing to be afraid of. You're completely safe. You're in this protected, safe environment. I watched serving you. I'm making sure even in a group setting, I'm making sure that you are doing okay and that you're responding and the one-to-one -one sessions are, are fantastic because you get that feedback, immediate feedback and in more in-depth personal questions. But in the group setting, like I said, I cover a wide variety of questions. So, you know, they are getting all the information that they need in the same amount of questions and personal attention. That's great. That's a great idea. And I think that is a key point where people may be a bit anxious about it or might think it's a quite a difficult thing to do. But, and it is, even it's a relatively gentle introduction, but I think another thing people learn is it's not that hard to go into a past life and it's not that scary. Uh, and they'll have, the experience they have is enough to get that general message. If they wanna get into you know, deep narrative details, they can take it on, but, uh, and some people will have just enough to, to, to realize you know, what past life and, and hypnosis is. And then other people can have some quite significant experiences, even in that non-interactive version. So you're seeing that kind of variety where some people it's pretty gentle and some people are having some uh, pretty deep insights, even in, the, in that group context. So people are definitely having deep insights in the group session. Um, I just did a group the other day and there was a woman that came in and I was just kind of taking them into an intro to past lives in this group. And this woman didn't just go to her last past life. She went to three between 1800 and the early 1900s. They're, they were all traumatic for her. They were all like times where she was like in war. And they, I, I wanna say it might've been like the Revolutionary War or something because she felt that she was marching right near the, the drummer because she heard the drumming music very, very loudly. And there were two others, I can't recall the second, but there were two other lives that she, that she experienced within this time. And she said she felt like she was just bouncing all over the place. Like she was just being shown rapidly these different lives. So people are experiencing um, more. Um, I also had um, someone go back further than the last past life. She saw herself with a T-Rex and she said, I think I was a dinosaur. So it was actually kind of fascinating to see that. Um, people also have experienced themselves as angels, seraphim especially, um, deities. Um, they, I had one woman say that she was a dragon. Um, and connected with that. People are just like beings of light. They're just like their light body floating around. Very intense experiences, even in the group session. Yeah, that's interesting. Often groups, uh, people think of them, just get a, a, a quick face or scene and that's enough to know that, oh, it's real, I wanna explore this. But what you're experiencing is some people that will be the experience. So don't feel bad if that's 
all that you get. But certainly if you're a therapist yourself and, you want, and you're thinking about how can I get new clients, how can I just help people understand what it is that we do, then this is Marlene's, what she's doing here is a really good idea and very effective. And not only can it be, you know, just an introduction to, you know, not be afraid of it, but you can actually get into some pretty interesting things. And there is that protective mechanism where it is uh, safe and manageable, uh, which uh, you, you could easily wonder, will it, will it be or not as a therapist? But it's really interesting to hear your experience and my experience as well as being that with the group sessions. And it can be that some person needs particular attention, but even you mentioned that person has even traumatic ones, but she's bouncing around and just goes to the next one and, and it's okay. You don't have to then deal with a big ab reaction. It's probably helpful to be confident that if one did happen, you knew how to deal with it. But the reality is it's, uh, it's a lot, it's, it's pretty rare uh, and, uh, and that people can have a lot. So that's, that's really great to know. So I'm curious, Marlene, about some of your healer's path. So I want to hear about your case studies with your clients. And so I know the, these, uh, these, these different realms and, and multiple past lives that people are having. But a lot of times even you can do a past life regression, but then, or say go back to a past life, but people go back to 30 years ago in this life, which feels like a past life to them, which was, I knew nothing about spirituality, but now I'm a healer. And so even when you're doing past lives for healers, it's, it's people might think, oh, I'm not going to go to a past lives for healers group session. I'm not a healer. Uh, but then you find out, well, are you really not? And so I find past lives for healers, whether you know or think that you're a healer or not, that is useful for pretty much everybody. If you're interested enough to think about doing past life regression sessions, you'll probably find something, you know? And, uh, and so can you tell us a bit about your journey? So you were born in a small town in Connecticut. Uh, and so what, you know, what was that town like? What was the spiritual background and how did you then evolve into healing? But, but how did it all start out? So I grew up in Seymour, Connecticut, and I was raised Catholic. I was a very Catholic, Catholic girl growing up. Um, to the point where, you know, psychics were bad, you know, that, that whole thing, it wasn't something, it was something that I was kind of taught to fear. Um, so anytime I experienced anything personally, that it scared me. Um, as a small child, I remember seeing a face in a mirror, which actually now I think is kind of funny when doing past life regression. Wow, that's kind of weird. Just made that connection now. <laughs> um, but I saw a face in a mirror and it just scared the pants off of me. I got up and I ran out of the room and I even gave the mirror away. I was so scared of it. And I would have, so that was like a moment where I knew there was something going on. Um, I would sense things happening outside on our property. I'm very in tune to nature and I would kind of sense things happening like in the woods. And it always, it scared me. I couldn't speak to anybody about it. Nobody in my life um, was they were religious, but not spiritual. So I didn't really have anybody that I could kind of lean on for that. It wasn't until I moved to my home in Massachusetts that things started really opening up for me. I totally credit my house. I love my house. I totally credit it because the energy here, it's almost like a portal. Um, I There's so many different 
spirits and beings that come through here. And in the very beginning, I wasn't sure what I was experiencing. I had traveled back to Connecticut one day to visit my old neighbor and standing in her kitchen, I saw her mother. Her mother had passed away the previous Thanksgiving and her mother was standing there wearing a cream sweater, cream pants, standing there laughing at all the things we were talking about right along with us. And I'm like, um, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but there is somebody, your mom is, is right here laughing with us in the kitchen. And she was like, oh yeah, okay, that's interesting. You know, she thought it was kind of weird. And I left and I'm talking to my husband in the car, like what just happened? What was that? And after that, it just started kind of happening more and more where I started seeing people who had passed and realizing that I have this, this ability and, and it wasn't scary. It, it wasn't anything to be scared of. It was, it was actually quite beautiful. And I've developed that to the point where I now, I cross people, people come to me and I cross them and I help them deal with any kind of like I do, I like, like I do now with hypnotherapy, I was kind of helping them deal with their emotions before I cross them. So that was, um, and that's gotten, gotten more intense now to the point now where my daughter actually is 20. She actually um, does it way better than I do in terms of connecting and crossing spirits. And she just has taken from my example on how to work through their traumas and issues and helps them cross shortly after that. So I've kind of passed that on to her, which is beautiful in my eyes because of the way I grew up and not having that example. I love being able to be that exa example for my children. Okay. So what age was it when this started to kick in, when it started to feel okay to do it? For me, yeah. that wasn't until I was in my thirties. Okay. So we're both in our mid forties. And so yep. it was about 10 years ago. Mid late to late. 40s, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Uh, it's very, very, very mid. As in, that's right. uh, okay. Yeah. So that's a good 10 years ago though. And so, so, but that, that is an interesting point. So you mentioned, you know, I've got the husband, I've got the house, I've got four kids. Uh, and then it, and as a child, not really encouraged. My mother didn't help pass on this knowledge, but you are a mother now and you can pass on this knowledge to your daughter. Right. That's also part of the journey that you mentioned is uh, coming into your own as a woman and coming on to the healer's path as well. So that's not something, you know, you had a career before this. So can you tell us about the kind of uh, the work that you did before you got into healing? So I just have to point out, so I'm going to tell the viewers, you and I are the same age. And I always found it so intriguing how our journeys were so different, but they came together at this point in our lives, how you had gone to India and you were traveling and connecting with yourself and connecting with your spirituality at, at an earlier age, like in your early twenties and well, even younger than that. But when you were in, when you were 25, 26 years old, here you are over like in India or something, and I'm just having my first baby. And then you finish up your hypnotherapy past life training and learning how to do all of that. And I'm having my fourth child. And so you're developing your career and everything. And at the same time, I'm over here in the United States, raising my children, discovering that two of my four children are on the autism spectrum. And my whole life was, had to be all about my children in that moment. And um, and I don't regret that at all. I do wish that my, I did tune in to 
my spirituality and and connected with my higher self at an earlier age i would have i think that would have helped me a lot more um handling the challenges that i had with my children but i don't regret it i love that i was able to focus completely on that and um, it actually led me to a job working in the schools once my youngest daughter went into kindergarten i was able to start working with children on the spectrum as an aba tech um, in the classroom. And I did that for quite a few years. And, um, but I, as much as I loved it and I loved the children and the people I worked with, and it was definitely a fulfilling role. I felt there was still something that I needed to do. I've always wanted to help people. Even as a child, my mother always said that I was just like helping people all the time, always helping, helping, helping. And I feel like I, truly feel that that's like my purpose here to help people. So finding you and finding, and, and I have to say, thank you so much. I am so grateful for you for going through everything you did and offering the classes that you offer because they have changed my life. And in turn, they are changing people's lives all around me. So thank you. Thank you. That's great to hear. So I know you've got a couple of like really good case studies. Speaking of healers, I, I heard you were working with a nurse recently. And so can you tell us a bit, a bit about her? She was feeling stuck in her career. So there was um, a woman who came to me and she's a nurse and she wasn't happy with her, with her role right now. Um, we discussed it. She said she wanted to go to a past life and see, you know, what her background was because she felt there was something there. There was some sort of a message for her, something in the background. So we ended up doing the age regression for spiritual strength. Um, we did the, the script for that. And that was so powerful and spot on for her. It was exactly what she needed. She, so she's a nurse and she, in this life, she's a nurse and just feeling like stuck and knowing that there's something more she can do, wanting to branch out, not feeling totally fulfilled. So we went through this regression and she, initially she saw herself as a dragon. She saw herself as this amazing golden dragon, which I feel was maybe a spirit guide or even her higher self just kind of showing herself who she truly is. So we went and we saw that. And then she, the angels came to her and they were showing her the tools that she can use to work with people. They were like literally handing her and I'm getting goosebumps again, because that was just so amazing. They were literally handing her tools, things that she can use to work with people. And then they also did this attunement on her while they were in the session. So I'm like witnessing angels working with her, having this attunement and you know how to use these tools. So then she kind of transitioned into a past life. And she was back like in the early 1900s and she was a nurse. Um, her parents made her be a nurse. It wasn't what she wanted to do. In this life, her parents made her be a nurse and it wasn't fulfilling for her. As like, like now it was a similar pattern. It wasn't fulfilling for her. She saw herself in this field and there were these warplanes flying overhead and bombings were happening people were being shot. So she's in the middle of a war and she's off on the sidelines in this field. And they, all the nurses had to run out and attend to the, the, the victims and help them. 
and she wasn't saving them. She wasn't able to save, to save them. And she was blaming herself for not being able to save them. I'm a nurse. I should be able to do this. And she just couldn't do it. And then she got this loud and clear message. I mean, even when I was taking notes, I wrote it in all caps. It was like this booming message. This is where you became blocked. And it was like, whoa, again, goosebumps. It was like, holy, she was told that specifically, she didn't even need to figure it out. They just spelled it right out for her. You were blocked in this moment because you felt that you couldn't help people. And then she was able to find out from messages from her spirit guide, which that's another aspect of these, of these sessions is that you get this insight, this incredible insight from your higher self and from your spirit guides. And it's just totally mind blowing. And the messages that she received for this one was you weren't meant to be a nurse the license is limiting. The nurse license is limiting. You need to go broader and help people in different ways, in spiritual ways and guide them more like coaching. So she was just given this guidance on the next steps and what to do. It was just the most incredible, to this day, one of the most incredible sessions I've ever had. That's beautiful. And it starts off, you know, doing a simple age regression to spiritual strength. So even in my the past life regression, I recommend, even if you're doing past life regression, do a bit of this life regression. You can ask somebody, and it might be, I remember a time I graduated when I was 20 and I felt good about myself. But it could also be, I'm an etheric being, I'm being given all of these tools that I'm really going to need for my past life when I'm in a war zone. And so there's the structure there, you know, ask these questions, but there's the openness, which is, the angels can come in and start doing a tuning. The things that can come up can be amazing. And I see this kind of thing all the time as well. You know, and so this is this is kind of typical of how it goes. Even in a hip, when we start off with some hypnotherapy, we get some, some great stuff like this. And the other thing I liked about that is that how are you then able to use that? Because we get that great resource, but the next thing you know, she's in a past life. Next thing she's at war. And then you're putting it together and connecting it with this life. But how are you then able to help heal that? What was actually kind of fascinating was this client had um, had a hypnotherapy session in the past and had experienced the healing process. So able to, she was able to go back on her own spontaneously in the middle of the session and say, I want to give this person a hug. I, want, I feel like I need to hug her. I need to... I need to encourage her and hug her and tell her that everything is okay. And it was kind of beautiful because it was like, wow, you know, you, you know what you're doing. Like, it was like intuitive for her to be able to, to just be able to go back and, and see that individual as someone who needs that love and that guidance and that hug. So um, in terms of the um, breaking the bonds of time, um, she, we continued it after the session. That was where the biggest, um, the biggest breakthrough was for her. After her session, I had her do a meditation. And if, if you don't mind, I'm going to read to you what, um, I said, I had her on her own time, go into a meditation, go back to the young girl who was a nurse watching the planes, terrified of stepping in and helping them frozen. I had her envision a new way for that scene to play out. 
to channel her inner powerful dragon and allow it to give her the confidence along with her angels and the tools she was given and receive the power, guidance, and confidence to help and heal the people who were hurt. To feel power, the powerful feeling emanating through her whole body and allow it to ripple through time to all nows, all present moments, and all lives. To feel the confidence and power going through her and allowing her to receive and share the light within her. So she went and she did this meditation. She read what I said and she went through that process. And I get a message from her telling me that I'm her astral cheerleader, <laughs> that she did the, the meditation and realized that it wasn't her purpose to work with them like that. It was to guide them spiritually, not to heal their illness, but to help guide them and release them into the world. So that was, even though it didn't happen during the session, it was work that she continued afterwards in the meditation that I had her we put together based intuitively put together based on the steps and the, the things that she experienced in her session. You there are being a powerful leader uh, and you're giving uh, strong suggestions that are really integrating. You've listened to everything that she said, you're bringing it together and you're driving it home. And so I think some past life people can be a little bit passive. They think their only job is to interview just to ask some questions and sit back and listen to what they say or ask their spirit guide to do the work and they sit back and are, I think a bit too passive. So I encourage people to be passionate, powerful, and to say, look, you had this, you did that, you have this resource, remember the dragon, remember this tool. You had that moment in the, in the, on the battlefield and you can do this now and you can break through and and the way that you did that, I think that's really helpful. And sometimes people, even as I train them to be past life therapists, they think, oh, I have to stick to the script or, you know, I've just got to ask questions. But I think what you're doing there, and I encourage, and I'm saying this now, so that everybody else can, as you have grown confidence and ability, allow yourself to drive home the change and bring everything together and be that kind of astral cheerleader that you were. So I'd like people to like listen and, and hear the example you've set and do what Marlene's doing because it's a really good way of doing it and have that power and passion to drive home the change and certainly elicit and get all the information from them for the first three quarters of the session. But once you've got a big picture of it and maybe in the moment, it may be a week later, it may be on audio or whatever, but definitely you as a therapist have the mandate to bring together everything they've told you. You're not giving them advice based on uh, assumptions you're making. You've done, a lot of, you've done a lot of eliciting of information. Then you're allowed to drive home that change with all this great stuff that you're doing. So, uh, so well done. And to other people watching, uh, don't think that all you have to do is ask questions or let their spirit guide do it. You can let your inner wisdom right. drive through as well. Yes, we get their inner wisdom, but let your inner wisdom be an astral cheerleader. So, is that something that you agree with or that you do quite a bit of? Yeah. So, I mean, you give us the scripts and everything to follow, and then you can branch out from that further. Use your intuition to guide you. And that session actually was among my first sessions. So I wasn't quite confident in what I was doing yet. I was still kind of learning and practicing. So all of this coming through was like all new and different for me. So I had sometimes a lot of the intuitive stuff that I get might come through as I'm typing up the notes and keeping, you know, keeping their case file on my computer. And then I'm like, Ooh, do this. So 
Um, or I might get the, you know, I might get the guidance during that and send them a follow-up message or another phone call and just say, this just came to me. And that's okay to do that. It's okay to not have everything in the moment, to not have all the answers and know what to do in that moment, especially in the beginning when you're just learning, when you're becoming more seasoned and you start realizing, you know, knowing the process and how it's going to flow and more in tune to your own inner voice and knowing, um, even connecting with their their subconscious and knowing what they need, then you kind of get the things in the moment. But if you have to write things down or you know, send them a recording or do something after the fact that it's still appreciated and needed and, and, and beautiful. Yeah, that's great. That's a great story. And you're, you're right. And that does come with a bit of experience. You can say it at the time. Oh, that's right. But there was, there's also one thing, which is you realize that on reflection as you're writing up the notes. And so that's something in my training. I have people, you know, uh, all the students, it's watch the videos, learn the technique, learn the structure, get the scripts. Then straight away, I say, put it into practice. So as you say, this was like, even as a student, you were doing an amazing session like this. But then in order to graduate, I have you uh, write case studies where you write up all these things. And I find by doing that, uh, it doubles or triples the learning you get from the session. It's one thing to do a session, but to reflect on it and write about it and think it and present it as a case study to me for the graduation is really helpful. So did you find that writing up the case studies really helped you learn a lot, a lot quicker? Yeah, I did. You know, um, in, in your classes, I did kind of subpar notes in the beginning and you corrected me and you're like, be more thorough, more in detail, explain more of like what you saw and what happened and, you know. And you kind of like gave us, gave me the, um, the template to kind of how to fill everything out the right way. And I'm actually quite grateful for that. At first I was like, <sighs> but then it was like, okay, this actually is really, really good because there it's set me up for the right way to, to keep appropriate records and everything. So that when a client does come back, you see so many and you kind of get confused with the details with who is who. So now you have those thorough details that you learned how to do in the course. So that was actually really helpful. And I have done, look, I show you, I have, I take my chicken scratch notes on my little tiny piece of paper for people. And, and there were people that I actually didn't transcribe into the computer. And I'm like, I got lazy one day and I'm like, I'm not putting these in. And I regretted it because the client came back and I needed to go back and recall. And right before her session, I'm scrambling through all my notebooks, trying to find my chicken scratch notes that it wasn't fresh in my mind anymore. So I couldn't remember exactly what that sentence was because you're writing so fast as they're talking, you're trying to just keep track of everything they're saying. And so I did notice that if I don't take appropriate notes or put them into the computer and go through that process of getting it all in there and, and even just it's more beneficial for them as well as for me to go through and put everything into the into my records and then see if anything else intuitively comes to me afterwards. But I noticed, like I said, if I just chicken scratch it on a notebook and do not do that, then that's where um, it's a disservice to them as well as to me. So it's definitely a good practice to get into. Well, I'm glad you stuck with me, even if I'm like, uh, bullet points are not enough, Marlene. You have to write more. Come on. So, 
And I bet you're, you're right. Like, even at the beginning, you think, oh, I'll remember every client that I have. And when you've got a handful of clients at the beginning or the first year, you remember everybody. But once you start getting booked up and busy, then you really need your notes. And yeah. just, just to get your head back in the game and, and to recap and get your clients head back in the game. If you haven't seen them for a week, they've forgotten what happened in the session as well. You have to remind them and, and be on top of it. So yeah, those notes just for a logistical point while you're giving sessions are important, but also then these insights are coming to you afterwards. And that's when you're reflecting and writing up those cases as well. So it really helps cement. And that's the thing I think that uh, reflecting on your sessions helps you get a lot better, a lot quicker. So I'm glad you saw a lot of the benefits there. So I'm curious now, there's another client that I know you've been working with. Uh, can you tell us about, I think this is one where there was an abusive relationship uh, and they went back into the 1800s. Can you tell us a bit about that one? She came to me because she's in an abusive relationship, like a physically abusive relationship at home now in her present life. And it's a very intense connection with her husband in this life. And she, she knew that there was something in the past um, and she wanted to just know what it was. So we, we did a past life session and she went back, um, pretty much to an identical life in the 1800s. Um, she was a dancer in this life and she was a dancer in that life. Um, both times she was pulled from that career early, um, this life more so to have children, that life, it was, um, she did have a child, but she was very sad in that in that career because back then when you were in the ballet um you were kind of used by the by the men that were supporting the ballet and you needed to not only be a dancer but be there for the men and that was something that um she she just it was a sad memory for her having to be back there for that um she experienced amazing guidance in, in her, um, I just have to look back at my notes, I'm sorry. Um, she experienced like this amazing guidance, like when we transitioned out of that body, she said it was like an exhale, which I can feel that. I loved that description that she, that she said. She said it felt like an exhale and she said her heart felt free and she said, it was free before. It was like this opening, like, boom, realization for her. My heart was always open, but I didn't realize it. My heart is open and it's free and it always was, but I saw it as being trapped and confined. And then she also said, you know, that her spirit can now soar. So that was like the way her transitioning went from that life. Then she went into another life where she was a seraphim. She was in the angelic realm and her role was to work. She had so many details of her role. It was like so detailed, like she had to work with children and with animals, peace, charity, ley lines, distortions of truth to help those abused understand what they went through, like really specific roles as an angel, like what those were. And I thought it was really fascinating because of the abuse that she's experienced in those two lives that she showed us that you know, now the angelic realm is coming through saying this, so you can experience what you help people through. So that was like a really like, wow moment for her and for me to like see that. She also went back to a life 
were during the collapse of Atlantis. Um, she had details of what everything looked like, explicit descriptions of the destruction. Um, the advice from that life was to trust her inner guidance. And if others impose on her, it's okay to walk away and say nothing. And simple, simple guidance, like very simple. But I think in that time, it just seemed like it was too complicated for her to even grasp. But hearing that message just kind of helped her now in this moment. That's really great. Uh, I like, I need my heart to be free. And it's not that I free my heart, it's realizing my heart was always free. That's pretty amazing. It really yeah. is. And it's like, and one of the things that I love about doing this work is we experience everybody that's not a hypnotherapist experiences reflections in their daily life anyway everyone is a mirror you're a mirror to me i'm a mirror to you all the people that we see in our lives even all the way down to the woman in the grocery store i mean everybody is a mirror of us in some aspect or some way that we need to look at that and and identify something of that of them in ourselves so that we can heal that aspect of us um or show gratitude to that aspect of us. And we get to do this on a daily basis through all of the people in our lives. But as a hypnotherapist and past life regressionist, you see more people and more detailed, more, it's like laid out for you. You get so many, it's like, here's the book. Here's the book on the reflections of your life here. This is what you, and you can kind of escalate yourself higher, faster, because you see so many more people and get it basically spelled out for you in black and white. So when she's saying, you know, that her heart was already free, for me, it was like, my mind's going all over the place. And that happens like that with everybody that I'm with. I'm like, wow, yeah, I can see that with me. And then I'll go through later and, and heal that, you know, and I'll work on that. Yeah, that's really powerful. And so, that is part of the ultimate therapeutic resolution you get to, which is like really non-dual. It's not like I helped them clear all their blocks. It's they told me those blocks at a certain level never really existed in the first place. So, which is hard, is mind-blowing. It's hard to understand. It doesn't really make sense in a conventional world where things are black or right or right or wrong, but it does make sense at a transcendent level and to be able to access that uh, and, and not even to say it sounds silly, but to feel it is, is beautiful. And, uh, and it is, you know, the ineffable, it's beyond words. And so just to, to get that feel and uh, is, is a blessing. That's the goosebumps, uh, beautiful type stuff. And, and you're right. And this brings us back to, you know, uh, being, uh, being on our own healer's journey. I think that's something where, you know, you can do a lot of spiritual work. And I think a lot of people think I'm not really a healer. I'm sort of a spiritual person and I'm on my spiritual path. But what I find is you get far enough in your spiritual path that the only way you can progress on your spiritual path is by helping other people on their spiritual path. Exactly. Giving back to the collective and doing it in a loving, beautiful, unselfish way. Yeah. Exactly. And so there is a limit to the spiritual path to an extent in a way, or it's certainly beneficial to be a healer, even selfishly, your own spiritual path. And so I think that's one of the, the side effects. It's the payoffs. So, and so for you, is that, uh, 
you know, what would you tell people who are interested in doing healing? Because sometimes it's like, you know, will people accept me as a healer? Do I have to like, you know, be afraid of the, the face in the mirror? Or do I have to, you know, not be, feel rejected because I can't tell my mother about psychic stuff or whatever, whatever it was. And so there are barriers to being a healer. Uh, but then there are also big payoffs. Uh, and then these are the kind of payoffs we're talking about. Some of these experiences that if you haven't had them, it's hard to even imagine. But you might just get a little enough of a taste of it. And then, you know, then it just becomes something that we experience regularly. So, you know, is there anything else you'd tell people who are doing healing work, who are interested in doing healing work or extending their spiritual path? Don't let things stop you from doing things to help others. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but I am hard of hearing. I wear hearing aids. And um, if this were a couple of years ago, I don't know if I necessarily would have pursued this path because I would have let my hearing impairment kind of beat me. And I decided to not let that beat me down. Um, I have discovered different ways to have it work for me. Um, I wear... Um, I wear hearing aids. Like I said, I have a severe hearing loss. I wear hearing aids. When I'm with a client, I have a microphone that I have them wear. This little microphone, they just clip it onto their shirt and it goes right, their voice goes right into my ears. So I just watch them, read their lips and hear them directly. I probably hear better than you would listening to somebody because the sound just goes directly to my ears. And then when I'm on the virtual calls, I love using Google Meet because Google Meet actually has the captioning within it. Um, and sometimes Zoom does. I actually just got permission from Zoom for closed captioning on my account. So I'll be trying that out soon too. Um, but the closed captioning helps even people that aren't hearing impaired because you know there are times that people do mumble and you miss some details. And you know, and the, the closed captioning is actually quite a um, powerful tool to use because it does help you. I mean, sometimes it comes up with some, some silly stuff that absolutely was not said, but for the most part, it's pretty accurate. So don't let anything hold you back. Um, if you have anxiety yourself, you know what, take this as an experience, as a, as a time for you to, to, to learn from that, to help yourself heal from it through others. Um, take your path as a, as a hypnotherapist, as, as a journey and have it be your your soul awakening like let that be that for you yeah that's great that's i was just about to mention it but we haven't mentioned it so far but that's one of the first things that we spoke about when we are uh, the first time we ever met you know we were talking on zoom and you're like i'm not sure if i can hear you and i've got this issue and you were trying to figure out the how that i just even will i be able to learn this online with mark or not or will my hearing get in the way and not make that possible mm -hmm. and so you've throughout this process you've figured out a lot of ways to get around it and you're absolutely yep. right sometimes i work with people and they mumble and i'm really like leaning in but if <laughs> i just go dip 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 on the volume button and i can hear the whispers but if you've got severe and you, you know you do have severe hearing loss and that's a, a difficult thing. You could easily think, oh, I'd like to do it, but I can't because of this. So game over. But you persisted and found a lot of ways. And uh, and that's great. And so for a lot of people, there are, I think a lot of people think, oh, Marlene's gifted. She's in a great place. It's easy for her. I would like to be like Marlene, but it, I can't because 
well, it wasn't easy for you, <laughs> but you did it. Right. You know, so let that be an inspiration. It's not easy for anybody to be a healer. It's not supposed to be easy, but it's it's hard work, but it's worth it. So would you agree exactly. with that? And actually, sorry, actually, one of the things too that has helped me real that, that's having a hearing impairment has made me realize that I listen harder than most people. Like people think I'm not listening. I am listening 10 times harder and focusing 10 times more. So I'm able to give you that much more attention because I am trying so hard and focusing so hard on every word where someone else might be like, okay, what was, uh, you know, and, but I'm focusing a thousand percent of my attention on you because I don't want to, um, you know, do a disservice to you by not being able to hear you. So I focus so intently. So I feel like that is, that is my gift in this life, like that I get to listen to others that much more. And I didn't used to view it as a gift. I used to view it more like as a negative. And I, you know, it was a depressing thing for a very long time. But to, so to be able to turn that around and view it now more as a gift, I'm so grateful for that. Well, that's beautiful. And so I think this is our big surprise twist ending. This amazing, talented person has had a big block to overcome, but then you're able to then reframe it and see it in another way as well. So that's really magical. So I uh, really appreciate that, you know, you had the courage to even start, you know, you could even say, I'm just going to do Reiki because like an audio modality like hypnotherapy isn't for me, but I appreciate that somebody had a conversation with you and you realized it was regression. And then you reached out to me and we figured out how we could do it online and, 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 and to see what you're able to do now is uh, really inspiring for me. You know, it's great to see how you're able to take some of the, the, the principles that I teach and, and pass it on and do so well with it and be creative with it is wonderful. So yeah, what, so great to see. Thank you so much for, uh, for taking the light and passing it on so well. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to share that. I just think it's funny, like leave it to me to pick hypnotherapy, the thing where I have to listen the hardest to be my, my passion in life, but it's been my biggest challenge, but it's also been my biggest reward. I am so happy doing this. Like, I'm like, this is my element. I am absolutely loving it. That's wonderful to hear. So for people that are interested in getting a thousand percent attention and, <laughs> and focus from a talented person like you, can you remind us again, how they can uh, contact you and get in touch with you? So they can do hypnotherapy sessions and all those uh, types of issues that you work with. So how can they find out more about you and then get in contact with you? And um, so people, again, can reach me at my website, www.marlenekristen.com. They can email me, marlenekristen at Gmail. Um, pretty much that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Great to see you again. Thank you very much. It was so nice talking to you again. This was so fun. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for including me. And it was so great to see your smiling, beautiful face. Thanks again. Thanks for listening or watching. To find out more about my guest, see the links in the description for details. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in hypnosis or hypnotherapy or regression to this life, past lives, between lives or spirit releasement therapy, then visit my website, thepastlifeawakeninginstitute.com for details. Thanks so much for watching or listening and see you next time.